So like those types of instances as we're kids get imprinted on us. Your fear of abandonment. Maybe you Mm -hmm. were left to cry all the time and you have absolutely no recollection of that. But there's this something inside of you when you feel that way, like your heart grips and you're like, oh my gosh, and you react in this Mm -hmm. way. So when we can understand ourselves somatically and how these imprints cause us to react, where they're coming from, we can learn to respond and we can stop going into that imprinted pattern and programming that we're so used to running off of. But a lot of times we don't even understand that that's what's happening. Hey there, you're listening to the Choosing to Heal podcast, where we ditch the small talk for real deep conversations about all that life has to offer. I'm your host, Monica Lee. And my goal is to share insights and tangible tips to help you maximize your potential and live a life full of intention and purpose. From mental, emotional, and physical wellness to relationships, faith, and business, the goal is always the same. We're choosing to heal, grow, and thrive each day. So grab a cup of coffee, get comfy, and let's chat. Welcome, Maria, to the Choosing to Heal podcast. I cannot wait to have this conversation with you. (laughs) I am so excited. Thank you so much for having me on. Yeah. My name is Maria Sellers, and I have been in the wellness world for the last 17 years. And my primary focus is on massage and energy work, inner child work, sound healing, honestly, all these things that once upon a time I used to roll my eyes at are are now what my practice has been built on and truly what my life has been transformed with. So I just get so lit up about getting to share this information with other people. Yeah, that's like such a perfect introduction to exactly what we're talking about today. And I love that you said that you used to roll your eyes at some of those things. And you know, that's such I love that you said that because it's so easy to assume, especially when you're new to healing or just learning these things, you just assume that these people who are like doing chakras and and all this stuff that's so foreign, you're like, oh, they just were born into that or like they they're just like in this whole other realm. But I'm sure you'll share with us. Really, that's not the case. Once you are familiarized with it, it becomes less foreign, I guess. <laughs> totally. And it, it's funny because actually, right before this interview, I went to see my friends. I was like, yeah, this was not my world. Yeah, everything everything changed. I just started doing breath work for the very first time. It's all new. And I have so many questions for you, by the way, about it. Um, But I really just started doing this somatic healing, which I mean, I hadn't even heard of that word before. And for anyone listening, if you are listening to this, because you're like, what is that? It's just about like healing the experience in our bodies, right? I'm sure you could define it way better than that. (laughs) But after I had a couple of sessions with the, the guy I'm working with now, I came across this video on Instagram. Their specialty was breath work. And I just like couldn't help but cry watching it. Whereas before I, I would have been like, what is this hokiness? Like, there's no way it's, that's real. But I literally got chills and goosebumps because I had just experienced that myself. And that was the first time where I was like, oh my gosh, Monica, you have a lot more to learn. Oh, really? Yes. Breath work. Oh my gosh, it is amazing. I always tell people, I'm like, it is the cheapest 
form of anti-anxiety, anti-depression, anti-overwhelm, you know, even immune system boosting. Like the breath is so powerful and it's accessible to us anywhere, anytime. And, you know, it doesn't cost a thing, which is one of the really beautiful things about it. So the more we can learn to access the breath, it is transformative what happens with that. So, oh, I love that you found that and like, (laughs) and that you felt that, you know, then when you see people having those experiences, it's like, I get it, you know, and you can feel for them in that moment. And yeah, it's the good tears, the best kind of tears. Yes. Yeah, totally. (laughs) I I don't know how else to describe it. So we're talking today about a lot of things, but really, I feel like the main focus is just like all these different types of modalities. And I feel like you are the perfect person to kind of walk us through. And and I was hoping you can maybe share with us a bit of like your personal journey. Yeah. Massage was kind of like the gateway mm-hmm. for me. It helped introduce me to all of these other modalities. And in my massage school, I was still rolling my eyes at yoga. I'm like, this is crap, (laughs) you know? But then I would be referring people to yoga my first couple of years um, as a massage therapist. I'm like, you should do yoga. You should do yoga. And then finally, one day I'm like, well, I keep telling everybody to go to yoga. Like, why don't I go to yoga? Why don't I try that out? And again, a new door opened. We started to work with the breath. That's where I was introduced to somatic work and to getting trapped things out of our tissues. And, you know, when we go through traumatic experience, it stores itself, it imprints Mm -hmm. within our body. And so through my yoga teacher training, I started working through that. My teacher was amazing. I did my teacher training in 2012. And just the the domino effect over the years of everything that's brought through has been incredible. So I have so many questions. (laughs) I know you're not done. But if I understand correctly, you got into all of this kind of like backwards to me. And I feel like many people, they start with this intellectual understanding of healing. Wouldn't Mm -hmm. you agree? Like whether it's developing self-awareness or going to therapy, like traditional therapy is usually like another more common way that people start to do work whatever that work is. And so it's so interesting to me that you actually began in this physical realm, which is, I think, more rare and harder for people to like embody that. And so was it the massage and the yoga that led you into developing self-awareness and kind of those other modalities? A thousand percent. Yes. Yeah. And even when I first started getting massage, you could not touch my body. Like the only places you could massage me were my back, my neck, and my shoulders. If you touched my arms and my legs, I would get so ticklish. It was so uncomfortable. And I would be tense the whole entire time. And as I learned, tickling is actually the closest sensation to pain that our bodies experience. And so those super ticklish areas are usually where we've got like a big trauma buildup happening there. And it was actually after yoga, so much began to, to shift. And I realized what a role that our body plays. It's not all just mind. And a lot of times when we try to work on ourselves, we only try to work on ourselves from that mental aspect. You know, you've got a mental body, a physical body, um, and an energetic body. You have to be working all of them when you really want to stop hitting the wall on your healing journey. That is so good. You know, I've 
for many years now had the desire to heal. And I've tried to commit so much of my energy toward understanding myself and digging into the past and understanding the traumas and my core beliefs and wounds and getting to know my inner child. And and really for the majority of my journey, it's been all kind of intellectual learning. You know, as someone who has even taken it a step further to start a podcast about the subject, literally, I was like, this year, I was like, this isn't working. Why is this not working? Like, if I know all these things and I have the awareness now that I didn't have before, why do I still feel so stuck? Thank God for Instagram and social media because it really has opened my the doors toward learning these other somatic and integrated approaches where I was like, this has to be it. Yeah. And so like I mentioned, I, I just started working with I don't I don't know what to call him because similarly to you, he kind of like does all all of the modalities. Right. So like an integrated approach to healing. But for 90% of the session, I was just like bawling mm. in grief. And I had never experienced anything like that before, Maria. Yeah. And I had just it was my first session with a, a man, no less. You know, it, it takes something to build that safety to really mm-hmm. be vulnerable like that. And so I knew like this work that I'm doing with him, it, it was so quickly able to tap into this new depth and this new layer that I had never experienced. So I feel like a baby again, just like yes. <laughs> learning so- all this new stuff. Oh, and it's and that's it. You know, it's so beautiful when we can tap into that. For so long, we have this idea that tears are signs of weakness, right? But oh my gosh, it's so much strength that they really represent. And when you've been holding it for so long, it takes a lot of strength to let that go yeah. and to allow that energy to move in. And, you know, when we do, it's amazing the transformations that yeah that can take place. It's absolutely incredible when you get out of that logical part of your brain because that's not where traumatic experiences are stored. Yeah. They're not in this thinking part. They're they're deep in that reptilian part of our brain mm-hmm. that we go to when we're in these traumatic instances and our only thing is, okay, how to survive? How can I right. beat that? So cognitive things can't reach those parts. So can you like elaborate on that for anyone who doesn't understand why is that so important and relevant to where that trauma is stored, like you you mentioned? Yeah. So I mean, when we think about ourselves energetically and how trauma is stored, I always like to put it to people. Okay, in you know, 2020, we sold out a hand sanitizer, right? Everywhere. You could not get that. It was like gold. Why? Because people were going to go to a gas station or a door and grab a door handle and collect the virus on their hands. But if I go touch a door handle and I look down at my hands, I don't see any viruses there. I don't see any bacteria there. I don't see any parasites there, right? We don't see any of that. But we don't question it. Then we go wash our hands. When you touch something gross, you don't stick your fingers in your mouth. You're like, ew, no, I need to wash my hands. And it's not because you see anything either. It's just because you know. Well, that same thing happens energetically too. There is energetic gunk, auric debris that gets trapped within. We don't see it. But imagine if you went your whole life without ever washing your hands. Ew, Ew, you don't, you can't even go one day without washing your hands, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. It's like the thought is 
disgusting, but we're doing that same thing energetically. We're going out and we're not taking care of our bodies energetically. We're collecting all of this energetic gunk that is causing disharmony within our bodies, within our frequency, right? Because we are all frequency. We're all vibration. So when you say energetic gunk, I'm trying to think of some examples of that. And I love the the phrase trauma isn't something that you think, it's something that you feel, right? Mm -hmm. And you think about when you get triggered, you don't think about the fact that you're triggered, we feel, we feel the fact it. that we're we're triggered, that yep. our heart races, we get feel that tightness in our chest. You feel that urge to fight or flee or you know or yeah. freeze, freeze, shut down. And yeah. it's a felt experience. So when you say energetic gunk and you talk about vibrations, we're not talking about like high vibes and like, you know, positive thinking. So what you're saying is when we experience these traumatic events, which are, don't have to be big and I, there's right, there's micro traumas and there's right. So, but it gets stored and it never completes that stress cycle. Right. So it gets trapped within us. Yes. And so it's not about getting high vibes or like releasing negativity. It's more of just allowing yourself to feel complete yep. that cycle. I don't know. I feel like you could do such a better job than me at yeah. explaining what that process looks like. And so that's the somatic, you know, that's the physical body because soma means body. But let's say for instance, I was horrible at math. Oh my gosh. So when like I'd get called up to the board to have to do math, Oh my gosh, it was total just freeze, palm sweat. It was like the worst day of my life. I, I w mm -hmm. I'd rather go to the office with a stomach ache, which I did a lot of times. And then I had all these stomach aches as I grew up. <laughs> and so, you know, a lot of that was just that fear of shame and humiliation and mm. being up there and not knowing, right? And so, oh my gosh, I'm going to get it wrong. I know I'm going to get it wrong because I get mm -hmm. it wrong every time. And it would be two plus four. Like, I, <laughs> I can count it on my fingers. But in that moment, I'm just like so flooded seven. that you can't even like count on your fingers. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So like those types of instances as we're kids get imprinted on us. Your fear of abandonment. Maybe you mm -hmm. were left to cry all the time and you have absolutely no recollection of that. But there's this something inside of you when you feel that way, like your heart grips yes. and you're like, oh my gosh, and you react in this mm -hmm. way. So when we can understand ourselves somatically and how these imprints cause us to react, yes where they're coming from, we can learn to respond. And yeah. we can stop going into that imprinted pattern and programming that we're so used to yes. running off of. Ugh. But a lot of times we don't even understand right. that that's what's happening. Right. So that was such a great example going with the math and the fear of like public speaking. I feel like that's such a common one, right? Or yes. the fear of shame or getting it wrong or just being put on the spot. So what would it look like if someone never healed from that? And then as an adult, they took it into their life. In what ways would that show up? So that may be a person who has really great ideas at work, but never brings them forward mm. and shares them, you know, with a with with their team. Like they don't, they're they're afraid of that shame and rejection right. that may come from that. They may be interested in potential partners, but they, you know, have a, a friendship, but they don't ever want to be the ones who says like, "Hey." Could Why we take we? this for, and then you have two people who both run right. that pattern and they're both like, man, I love this person. I love this, but they, they won't ever say that right. to each other because that fear of humiliation is uh -huh. so deep 
within them. Okay, so then they get the urge, they know that they have good ideas, but they can't even think about it. So in addition to just the shame and all the thoughts that are going through their mind, there's this physical reaction happening. Mm -hmm. And I feel like this is the the point I was kind of trying to make in the beginning was that person might go to talk therapy, and they may understand that, oh, this one time in math class, I felt ashamed, or like I was embarrassed because I didn't know the answer. I remember that memory. And now I intellectually know that actually, as an adult, I have great ideas and I am safe, Yes, but they're still going to work and they're still getting flooded. Yep. But they still get that sensation. And then they're like, yes, there I go. So that's the, like when we can go in and the type of somatic work that I do, we go through and we talk to these parts of you, you know, we go in and give them voices and do this whole act of allowing yourself to reprogram activities that you can use to shake that out and to learn to move that um, energy through and to uh, notice when that physical response and going, nope, wait, hang on, let me go into my practices and not let that continue to run my life because these physical imprints are trying to keep us safe, right? Mm -hmm. Our nervous system is like, oh, I'm here for you. I know what this is. I got your back. Don't worry, right? This is how we fight the fire. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So what would that look like clearing out the energetic gunk? Sticking with that example, if they were to come work with you and you were trying to help that person rewire their programming, like their physical response, what would that tangibly look like? Yes. So when we're really working with the physical, we go through this whole dialogue and it's inner child. But if you've had traumatic imprints later in life, like we, we work within, you know, that too. Mm-hmm. So we'll, we go in and kind of allow you to drop into a meditative state, start to establish safety within the body. And then as you've done that and really grounded into the body, mm-hmm. so many people like we're here in this physical body, but majority of us aren't having a physical experience. We're mm-hmm. living lives in our heads, yep. like this whole mental thing. I mean, you can even be living with somebody and be having a completely wow. different life experience. And we're all having slightly different experiences. But like, you know, when you're so in your head, you're you're literally living lives with people and having two complete separate experiences. Yeah. So, you know, we get people into their bodies so they can really feel into what is my body feeling in this moment? You know, not what am I thinking I'm right. feeling. Like what am I feeling? Then we drop into that and try to identify, I mean, has this behavior, has this energy been modeled to them? This behavior modeled to them? Is this mom's energy? Is this dad's energy? Is this something that's been passed in? And so we really allow ourselves to look at what that is. It's so amazing once people go into these and have that big tear release, right? Mm -hmm. And allow themselves to fully feel into whatever it is that's stuck, you know, and there's and it's not that there's anything to change or fix or judge or shame like there is none of that. It's like allowing yourself to fully feel. And once you've felt that emotion all the way through, then we go in and and do our our neural reprogramming, right? Mm -hmm. And it's okay, well, this was the truth, but now what is and so allowing yourself to make new declarations about what's possible as you felt your way through this and moved this through and creating action tips when you find yourself in those moments, because it's not like, oh, I did a session and it all goes away. Like, (laughs) no, you know, we're just getting started. Um, The real work 
is not what we do together. It's when people are on their own and when they catch themselves and go, oh, wait, no, hang on. It doesn't have to be like that. Nope. This sensation is not going to dictate what happens here. I'm in control and really taking that ownership back of the now and allowing each situation to be what's in front of you instead of dictated by something that's happened in the past. Yeah. Okay. So we talked about the mental body and the physical body. I'm really curious to just dive into the energetic body with you and just hear your thoughts on it. Uh, Cause this is the one that I don't have, I have the least familiarity or like experience with. So energy is different than feeling, right? So, you know, with our own vibration, our own frequency, and that's the thing, those pieces, like the physical, the mental, the energetic, they're all tied in together. And, and our, our vibration begins at the energetic level first right? And each of these bodies impacts the other one. But we are energetic beings before we're anything else. But as life happens and things happen, our frequency can shift and there's disharmony there. And so when you find yourself stuck in these repetitive cycles where you're just negative and down and it's like me, yes, right now. I feel like that's the phase I'm stuck in. <laughs> yeah. And so but then you look around and you're probably seeing more of that around, mm-hmm. right? It's like, oh, I see that there. Or people are dumping their stuff onto you. They they can feel that in a sense. There was a person with tuning forks and he would speak on tuning forks, which is all about vibrations and everything. Before he would give his seminars, he would go into like the audience when nobody was there and plant different tuning forks around, but they were all tuned to the same frequency. And so then when the audience would be there and he's giving his seminar on stage and he would be talking about this, he would hit his tuning fork on stage and all of the other ones that were planted in the audience would go off that were tuned to that same frequency. And so that is a lot of like the vibrational and frequency stuff that, that we have. And so we can do things to set the vibration that we want to be at. You know, when we see people and we're like, oh my gosh, they just don't understand. They must have never Mm -hmm. had anything done in their life because it's all so easy for them. We don't realize how much work they've probably had to do in restoring that vitality within their vibration, that resonance within their vibration. And so the more that we can learn to do that on ourselves, the higher that amplification can be. And the more that other things of that frequency start to pour into our lives. Right. Oh my gosh. Okay. So I feel like this is a great way to to wrap it up. For someone listening or who is new to this, how would you recommend they get started? What would be a baby step in doing vibrational, energetic, somatic work? Yeah. So to kind of put those together, just taking a moment and to take three deep breaths, wherever you are, taking three deep breaths. And I'd say, you know, inhale for four seconds, exhale for seven seconds. If you don't get those numbers, don't worry about it. If you inhale two seconds and exhale four seconds, beautiful. Just giving yourself a few breaths with that exhale longer than the inhale. And then after you take a few deep breaths, Ho'oponopono is an amazing cleansing Hawaiian prayer, mantra, whatever you want to call it, um, that you can use to move energy. So as you find yourself, you do your your few deep breaths, and then just kind of go like, is there anywhere I'm feeling anything right now? And maybe it's just, you know, right in the stomach. Or 
if it's not, you can also just bring your hands right over your heart. If you're, if you're like, there's nothing in particular jumping out, then place the hands at the heart. And you state these four statements, which make up one time. That's, I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. I love you. Mm. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. I love you. And you can hold your hands over those areas of the body. Um, you can hold your hands over the heart. It helps to clear and move energy. This is a really great way that you can ground yourself, bring yourself back to the now and clear away whatever stress or tension, worry is in front of you and look into it. The work that the person who really brought this mainstream did in a like high security Hawaiian state prison is amazing in just working with this. And just like I've the heard breath. of it before. I don't know where, but I have heard those four um, yeah. statements before. Yeah. And as you said that, Maria, like I literally just got chills. Like you're talking about this, this part of me that I can't quite articulate. And I think that's the whole point with, you know, that what we're talking about is you cannot articulate it. Yes. The point. You feel it. Yes. But I did. I felt like, oh my gosh, I really needed that. Yeah. So are you speaking it to yourself, to somebody else? Or is it you just can like do you have both. This inner knowing? Yeah. In what- this way, we're working on ourselves. But like, like if you have an argument with your partner or whatever, you know, because it happens, right? We're mm-hmm. all human beings doing the best that we can. Just go in the other room. And uh, whatever your partner's name is, I'm sorry, please forgive me. Thank you. I, I love you. And allow yourself to say it a few times. And you feel when that wow. reset happens, you can go a little bit deeper even within that, yeah. but we'll leave it at the surface. No, that was so perfect. So perfect. Like the perfect tangible thing to practice entryway into all the other stuff like you mentioned. So yeah, it's a beautiful thing. (laughs) Even if a guy cuts you off in traffic, pull that out and you can use it anywhere. But it's a really great reset for all of those different pieces of us. Gosh, you're the best. I love this so much. (laughs) I could literally sit here and talk to you forever. (laughs) I feel the same. Thank you so much for having me on. And for anyone who wants to keep connecting with you, where can people People find you and how can they work with you? Yeah, so you can find me at Orlando Energy Worker on Instagram or with my podcast, What the Heal Period Podcast. Um, you can find me there as well. And either way, you know, whichever platform you use to find me, we can figure out the best way that we can work together. Oh, I love it. Which your podcast is great, by the way. And that's like, I love the name, What the Heal. Thank <laughs> I feel you. Like that's such a great title to just having gotten to know you a bit just through social media, which again, I I just love that it has brought us together and connected us. And that's just one of the many great things about it, right? Yes. And it's being intentional. You know, it's like so many people are like, social media is so bad. But when you're intentional with it, you can really connect with some amazing people. So I'm so grateful it brought us together too. Me too. (laughs) Me too. All right. Thanks, Maria. Yes. Thank you. Thank you, (laughs) listeners. Hey again, thanks for listening. You made it all the way to the end, which makes you one of my favorite people. If you can think of anyone who would benefit from listening to this episode, it would mean the world if you'd either send it to them directly or share about it on social media. Ratings and reviews are the absolute best way you can support the podcast and keep the content coming. So make sure to subscribe and leave some love while you're at it. You can find me on all of the social platforms at Monica Lee blog and follow the podcast at choosing to heal. Thanks again. And I'll see you next time.